Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. So these ten horns are ten kings that will represent some kind of ten kingdoms, ten regions. That seems to be what it's saying. But these ten kings will give power to the Antichrist. During the tribulation, the Antichrist will come to power through the power of Satan, but also his earthly power will be these ten kings who raise him up and give them and yield their power to him willingly. And if you study this out, you'll see there's all sorts of, sorts of uh, proposals in the world today to divide the world up into ten global regions having to do with all of the things with, with, I won't go too far into this because I want it to stay on YouTube. We've already been shadow banned, so I'm trying to be careful. But economic reasons and ecological reasons. And they're starting to, even now we see this forming. Like I said, I'm going to be careful. But we know these ten horns are also, a, what, do, what do we have? In Daniel chapter 2, we see this feet. And we know feet have ten toes. Logically, right? So the ten toes of Daniel chapter 2 are related to the ten horns we see here. And just bear with me because it's confusing at first, but it'll all come together, I promise. I hope. But the ten horns are ten kings that will give the Antichrist his earthly power. Now, we're going to jump over to Revelation 13 because we're going to see a description of the same kingdom. And it should sound very familiar. Revelation 13, 1 through 2 says this. The dragon stood on the shore of the sea and I saw the beast coming out of the sea. It had ten horns and seven heads, with ten crowns on its uh, horns, and ten crowns. Crowns always represent in prophecy, prophetic scripture, authority and power. Okay, on its horns, and on each head a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear, and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. Remember, Satan has power to raise up certain kingdoms, certain authority. God has allowed certain power. We know that from Christ. Remember when Christ was tempted. I won't go back into that today. But we see what's going on here. But did you notice the description? It's the same description we're looking at today in Daniel chapter 7. We see he's resembling a leopard. This kingdom is resembling a leopard. has feet like a bear and a mouth like a lion. We see a leopard, a bear, and a lion. Now, in Daniel's vision, in Daniel's chapter that we're looking at today, he saw a lion, a bear, and a leopard in reverse order. And what this does is tell us which side of history we're on. Daniel was looking forward at successive kingdoms. And so they were listed as a lion, a bear, and a leopard because that's how they would follow him, his life. But John, in Revelation, the angel was telling him these things. He's looking back on the complete history. So he's looking backwards at them. Do you understand? That's how we know. But look at this too. 
I want to say this, though. Straussen's commentary writes, the lion devours, the bear crushes, and the leopard springs upon its prey. And what this is pointing to, all of this passage of Scripture, is saying that the Antichrist kingdom is going to have the, the same aspects, the same kind of traits as the previous Gentile kingdoms. It's going to draw from some of the most evil and most uh, miraculous portions and parts of those earlier kingdoms. And it's building. As I said, it'll all make sense in a minute, I hope. Thus, the Antichrist kingdom, it will be efficient like a leopard. He'll be like Alexander the Great. He'll conquer the world quickly, like nothing seen since Alexander the Great. He'll be strong and brutal, methodical in its movement, like the feet of a bear. It'll move methodically. It'll crush its opponents. We know that from other scripture we'll look at in coming weeks. And it'll be fierce and mighty like a lion. But notice this, it has a mouth like that of a lion. And something we're going to find out today and next week and even beyond is the Antichrist will indeed have a mouth like a lion. He will roar. And if, if, you know, if you've ever seen those videos of Hitler in World War II, you know, giving those speeches, he wooed millions of people. He was an amazing orator. Now, for us who don't understand German, you can't really understand that, and you can't understand the times in which they were living. But this Antichrist will have many of the same talents and abilities as previous pseudo-Antichrists. He will be able to woo people with his words. Not only that, he'll speak pompous and blasphemous things. He will have a mouth like a lion. He will roar. And millions will follow him because he will be able to talk them into anything. And he's going to have a mouth like a lion. But we can see, we're going to jump back to Revelation 17. We're going to see more. And in this chapter, we're going to see more about the last kingdom, the Antichrist kingdom. Revelation 17, 3 says this. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. So the same beast. Now, the woman there is a great harlot. We won't go into that today. But what we're seeing is this scarlet beast she is riding is the Antichrist kingdom. And if you notice, it has those ten horns, but it's also described as seven, having seven heads. And this is often misconstrued in Scripture because people say, well, you know, when we're talking about the Antichrist kingdom, it must be Rome because of the seven mountains. Because Rome is known as the, the, the city on seven hills. But that's not what's being said here. Even though Rome is part of these kingdoms. The seven mountains here being talked about are all the successive Gentile kingdoms that had something in common. They were Gentile kingdoms that ruled over the world and they brutalized Israel, God's people. That's what's being said here. The scarlet beast, it has 10 horns, but it has seven heads. Revelation 17, verse 9 through 11 says this. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. There are also seven kings. Now, you can't have seven kings without seven kingdoms. That's what it's telling us here. Five, now remember, this is in John's day, and the angel is telling John something very specific. Pay attention to this. Five have fallen. One is... And the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. The beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth and is of the seven and is going into perdition. So what the angel just told John is fascinating. He said this, John, five of these kings have fallen before your time. One is and one is yet to come. Seven in total. That's what's being said. During John's day, we know five successive world empires, Gentile kingdoms that tormented Israel, had fallen. One was Rome, and one was yet to come, the revived Roman Empire. And he said this, and the king that shall rule the kingdom, it said himself is also the eighth, but notice he's of the seven. 
So these seven mountains are pointing to the fullness of Gentile kingdoms. Remember, seven is the number of completion. And what these seven mountains are pointing to is seven Gentile kingdoms that will bring an end to earth history, to the time of the Gentiles, to the fullness of the Gentiles is different, but the time of the Gentiles will be completed with the seventh kingdom, which is the revived Roman Empire. Now, we know in Daniel's day, in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, we had four listed with the last one divided in two. And these are, of course, Babylon was the head of gold. And we know that is the lion in this dream of, of Daniel. Medo-Persia is the chest and arms of silver. And we know it's the bear. Greece is the belly and thighs of bronze. And we know that is the leopard. And Rome is the legs of iron. And the revived Roman Empire is the feet of iron and clay. That is the dreadful beast. But in Revelation, it notes seven kingdoms. And so when you look at world history, there were two kingdoms that have the exact same criteria that meet the same criteria, and that is Egypt and Assyria. Egypt and Assyria did the same. They were Gentile kingdoms. They tormented Israel. Egypt, we understand that. Read the book of Exodus. And so when you look at all of this in full context of history, John is telling us there will be seven world empires that will complete all of the times of the Gentiles. And they are Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, and the revived Roman Empire. <laughs> I like it. So I said the Roman Empire, and uh, I think it was Siri or someone <laughs> gave us an answer. But don't fall for Siri's answer about the Roman Empire, by the way. I, I've done, I told you I'm, I'm working on another book, and it's, uh, it's about the, uh, the Antichrist Kingdom and about their use of artificial intelligence. But I've had to throw away all my research because it keeps changing so fast. <sighs> and, you know, I've done some of these beta tests. And don't judge me. It's just for a book, okay? But <laughs> I've been talking to artificial intelligence. It's really fascinating. It's strange. And I can see how the enemy will use it to his advantage. And you couldn't have the coming world empire, the coming one world government, the coming one world currency without artificial intelligence. Just so you know. Anyway, we'll talk about that in future teachings. But here we see a total of seven kingdoms. Again, they are Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, or Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, and the revived Roman Empire. And that will bring an end. Seven is the number of God's completion that will bring an end to the end of the times of the Gentiles. Now in chapter two of Daniel, uh, in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, we saw those feet of iron and clay. We saw that that would be the last kingdom on earth, the revived Roman Empire, and that it would be destroyed by the stone cut without hands. And we also see connection to that in Revelation 17, 14, about these 10 horns who we know are 10 kings. It says this, speaking of these 10 kings, these will make war with the lamb and the lamb will overcome them for he is Lord of lords and king of kings and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. You're in the Bible. There you are again, chosen and faithful. For those of you who are truly born again, for those of you who are truly his, there you are, there I am his chosen and faithful. And we know that this is indeed the Antichrist kingdom because back in Daniel chapter 7, again, verse 8, we see this. I was considering the horns and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there is, or in there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words. So we know that this is a man simply by its description. This is speaking of the Antichrist. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m.
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.